This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. time in the book of Matthew today, Matthew chapter 26. We're in a series that we're calling Grateful, and our theme verse this month comes out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. It says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And in this series, when I think of this word grateful, I really think of a couple of things that really stick out, a couple of meetings that really stick out to me when it comes to the word grateful, things that I really, really believe in, okay? The first thing is this. I believe that we are fast becoming people that are not grateful in this day and time and in culture, okay? Um, we are quickly walking away from being thankful and grateful for the land that we live in, Listen, I know there's a lot of unrest in America. I know there's a lot of political things that are up and down. I know that there is a lot, lot happening. Is there a sound, John? Do you hear that? It's like a, I don't know, it's like a dog whistle, okay? It's just tripping me out right now. We'll get it. But I think sometimes we can lose the feeling and the thought of, like, I'm grateful to be free, and I'm grateful to live where I live, and I'm grateful to live in this land. And, and I, w- I was thinking about this, you know. I was thinking about, okay, like 30 years ago, 1989. Who was alive in 1989? Raise your hand real high. The rest of you? Wow. Okay. 1989, okay. I, I was thinking about this. So, like, the other day, um, uh, Ben had a Netflix movie on that we're using the internet to stream a movie, and it was a little slow, and it was buffering, and he was getting mad at the Netflix movie, and I was getting mad that it was buffering, and then I thought, man, in 1989, there was no Netflix, you know what I mean? In 1989, there was Blockbuster video. Put that picture up. Can we get an amen for Blockbuster video? Man? I mean, you had to drive to a store, and then it took literally an hour to pick out. You know, like, did you ever see those people at Blockbuster? They looked like zombies. They were just, like, going up and down aisles, like, trying to figure out what to get. Okay? I mean, so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this. Like, uh, today in 2019, like, our chicken isn't organic enough. It's not even that we have organic chicken. It's just not enough organic. Like, I need to know, like, okay, where did this chicken live? And was it running free? And was it, you know, did it have a beautiful land to live in by itself? Because in 1989, this is what you got. You got KFC chicken. Can I get an amen for KFC chicken? I mean... I don't care if my chicken's free or dead, okay, or whatever it is. I just like some fried chicken. And then, and then I was thinking about this. Uh, I was thinking about the other day we were going to one of Michael's basketball games, and I got on my maps, and it gave me three different ways, and it took me the long way, and I was super mad at my phone. Like, I literally wanted to throw my phone because it took me the wrong way. But there was a day and a time that you literally had to use a map. Anybody remember that, okay? Like, I remember being, like, family trips, and we, like, had to pull over to the side of the road, pull out 
out this map that was like as big as the car, you know what I mean? And actually try to find like what road that you were on. So I'm having a little fun, but my point is this. I never want to become that person that's not grateful for the little things in life. And, and I think that 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 has seeped into 100% culture, but I don't want it to seep into the church. I don't want it to seep it into our souls. Because the other thing that I really believe about grateful is this, that people that are grateful are people that are close to Jesus, okay? When you are close to Jesus, you are grateful. And, and, and when I'm close to Jesus and I'm grateful, I understand that everything that comes into my life is through the goodness of God. You know, like we're breathing today because God's goodness. We're, we're, we're eating food today because of God's goodness. You know, I'm sure that, that at least in Elevate Church, that we're a church that is full of grateful people that are excited about what Jesus is doing. Because the one thing I do understand biblically is this, is that the Israelites never saw the promised land because they were not grateful. The, the people that God saved and rescued and had a land for them that was going to be wonderful, never, the Bible says a whole generation never saw that land because they chose to be ungrateful. They chose to murmur and complain about God's plan that he had set up. Amen. So, so today we're going to look at a story in Matthew chapter 26. It's uh, Jesus, and he's in the garden right before he's about to be betrayed and right before he's about to go to the cross. And it was just interesting. The Lord just showed me some interesting things that came out of this passage. So Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 46 says this. Jesus went to them, uh, went with them to the olive grove, called Gethsemane, and he said, sit here while I go over here and pray. He took Peter and Zebedee and the two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Anguished and distressed. I love this passage in the Bible because I see Jesus as a human just like us. He, he's distressed. He's bothered. He's feeling pressure. He's feeling the weight, the stress. He knows what's about to happen, and we see that he's a human, just, just like me and you. He told him, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little father, little father not father, a little farther, and bowed his face to the ground praying, my father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. Anybody ever fell asleep trying to pray before? <laughs> You're like, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I can't tell you how many times, like, Jess, I'll be in bed, and I'll just be praying in the spirit or just praying, and Jess will be like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to the Lord. You know what I mean? And then, like, five minutes later, I'm out. I'm just out. I'm just out. Finds him falling asleep. He says, couldn't you watch with me for even one hour? Verse 41. Keep watch and pray so that you will not be given into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and said, my father, if this cup cannot be taken unless I drink it, your will be done. 
When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they could not keep their eyes open. So he went and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. A few things we need to learn about this passage with Jesus and living a lifestyle of gratefulness, being thankful. Number one is this. Jesus, we see in this passage, is dying to his flesh. Okay? Why? Because Jesus is 100% God and he's 100% man. And as a man or a woman, we have flesh. And our flesh doesn't always want to do what God wants us to do. And I love that we see Jesus and, and, he's, and he's fighting, okay? He's fighting with what God's plans are for his life at that moment. Can anybody relate to Jesus right here? Where God has a plan, the rest of you are liars, okay? There was like two of you that were honest, okay? That God has a plan and, and we're not so excited about what God's plan is for our life. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38 says this. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine. Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said to disciples, if any of you want to be my followers, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Mark 8, verse 34. Then calling to the crowd to join the disciples, he said, if any of you want to be my followers, you must give up your own way and take Take up your cross and follow me. Quote Jesus. Okay? All these verses are Jesus. Jesus speaking to people. Jesus speaking to us about, listen, if we truly want to be followers of Jesus Christ, there is going to come this place in our relationship with him where we're going to have to choose. Either it's my way or it is the Lord's way. I'm going to have to choose. I'm sorry, you're going to have to choose. God's grace abounds to you. His salvation abounds to you. But salvation and grace give us the strength to go, I will pick up my cross just as Jesus picked up his cross, and I will choose to follow him. I will walk in his steps just like him. Jesus is dealing with the choice that all of us deal with on a daily basis, okay? The choice is this. Either I'm going to live out what I said. Remember, this is what Jesus said. And now he has the moment he has to choose. Am I going to live out what I just showed these guys for the last three years? Or am I going to choose to follow what my flesh wants right now? Because my flesh right now doesn't want to go down this road. I have no desire for this, okay? I wrote this down. Death is painful but necessary in following Jesus, okay? Death is painful but necessary in following Jesus. There's going to come places and times in your walk with the Lord that you're going to have to go, I'm going to have to die to what my flesh wants at this moment. Can I get an amen? It's real quiet in here right now. But it's the truth. Okay? Listen, you know you're a mature believer, a mature follower when you choose to follow God's plan. And when you choose to follow God's plan, you are grateful for the opportunity to pick up your cross and follow him. <laughs> yeah. 
when you're grateful, when God goes, when God goes, hey, um, I, I love doing this. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I love having cash on me, okay? Um, I remember years ago, uh, I was listening to Creflo Dollar. Anybody ever listen to Creflo? Love me some Creflo, okay? Ooh, I love that man, okay? And Creflo talked about how he would keep um, a 50 or or $100 bill in his pocket at all times because he wanted to be ready to bless anybody when the Holy Spirit said so, okay? So I love keeping cash in my pocket sometimes because the, I'll, I'll walk by somebody, sometimes even people I have never met in my life, and the Holy Spirit will go, go bless that person. Tell them how much I love them. This happened just, just like, like a month ago. I'm at my mom's funeral, and I had this $100 bill, okay, in my pocket. I had this $100 bill in my pocket for four weeks. And every day I, I was like, I need to spend this money. Like I need to like, use it at the store. And the Lord kept saying, no, don't spend this money. Don't spend this money. Don't spend this money. I'm at my mom's funeral, and I meet this niece of mine that I've never met in my life. And she walked by me, and the Holy Spirit said, go give her that $100 bill and tell her how much I love her. Okay? Listen. You can learn to be grateful for things that God's doing to kill your flesh. Listen, I, I, I love being generous because it's killing my flesh. Does that make sense? Like generosity is not normal, okay? It's not normal. But generosity goes, no, this is the heart of God. God is generous, he gave us his son. He's good to people. So I learned to be good to people by killing my flesh. Amen? Does that make sense? And I can be grateful about that. And I can be happy about that in that. Second thing we learn is this. Jesus is wrestling with the will of the Father. Okay? Jesus is wrestling with God's will, just like we sometimes wrestle with God's will, okay? Now, I want to ask this. Was there any wrestling fans in the house? Any, any, yes, yes, okay. Now I know there's a lot of liars in this room, okay? Because, listen, when I was growing up, I loved me some wrestling, okay? Can we put up that first picture, okay? First picture. This is my man, right? Okay, oh, Hexaw Jim Duggan. You know what I mean? Listen, that boy carried a two-by-four and American flag, okay? It don't get much better for me than a little Hexaw Jim Duggan, okay? Look at that. I mean, look at the beard, the flow coming down. Okay, all right, who else do we have? Who else do we have? We got some macho man, Randy Savage. Okay? Oh, man, I love when he goes, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine me in my bedroom with no shirt on, skinny, ribs popping out, you know, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? I think my favorite, I think my favorite ever was this one. Put up this one, this one. Ooh, the NWO, the Wolf Pack. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, true story, true story. I remember me and Jess, we were, like, dating. I think we had been dating, like, two weeks at the time. And I told her to meet me at the church. I had something I had to tell her that was very serious. And so she met me at the church in the sanctuary. And I was like, hey, I was like, I just want to let you know. Like, I grew up kind of different. And I want to let you know, like, I was raised by wolves. And she looked at me, and she was like, okay, cool. And I was like, great, you're my wife someday. Yes, this, this is going to be perfect. So 
All right, so back to Jesus, okay, back to Jesus, okay. Jesus is wrestling with the Father's plan, okay? Now I'm going to share a real story, okay? November 2017, can we go through these pictures, okay? November, leave that one for just a second. November 2017, I saw this building, okay? It's right by, yeah, Shannon and Bill are laughing because they saw this building too, okay? No, now, remember, November 2017, okay? I saw this building. Keep going through the pictures, okay? It was it was beautiful building, a lot of square footage. I, I Yeah, I walked in and, like, I was like, oh, this is actually somewhat nice. Keep going through it. And great lobby. It had... You know, big rooms for kids. It had a big area, well, a sanctuary area. Go to the big, uh, yeah, that area there. Okay. So, so I see this building. And I remember I saw that building. It was November 7th, 2017. I saw that building. And number one, I was like, I want this building. Number two, I think they wanted something like, wasn't it like $5,000 a month for it or something? Like pretty, like it was pretty cheap, which I was like super excited about that. Like super excited about that. And then that day, that same day, um, Jess had surprised me and Michael, and I was going to the Cavs game to see LeBron and Yanni play. I was seeing Giannis play. So I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. You know what I mean? Like I find this amazing building. They want like $5,000 a month, and I'm going to the Cavs game. And I was just like, this is the will of God. Anybody ever have felt that before where you're like, you, you have a moment and you're like, I know that I know that this is the will of God. And then you find out, no, this is not the will of God. You know what I mean? So I remember we put in all of our paperwork. We submitted all of our, all of our stuff. And I'll never forget the, like the owner of the building in Florida called our realtor and was like, no way. I want nothing to do with a church, okay? Now, this sent Pastor Jeff into, like, all, this sent Jeff into, like, Macho Man Randy Savage mode. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, at this point, I want to body slam people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, I'll never forget. Like, I was telling Jess, I'm like, I'm going to drive to Florida today, and I'm going to find the owner of that building, and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I remember I called Ryan Wonderly. I think he's doing security right now. I called Ryan Wonderly that day, and I'm like, freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to sue this guy. This guy is going down. I'm like, I'm going to take all of his money and his children are going to be poor someday. I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'm just, and, 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 and Ryan is just like, and Ryan is just so sweet. He's just, he's like, okay, Pastor Jeff, it's okay. You know what I mean? He's like, we'll be all right. You know, and he's like, probably need to settle down just a little bit. You know what I mean? And I mean, like, and I'll never forget, like, when you think it's the will of God, and then you find out it's not, there's some dying. It's not fun. Because you know what happened after we saw that place? We saw over 45 other buildings. 45. Bill knows. Shannon knows. Christina knows. The guys know. I mean, we, guys, we, I mean, if, if it was... I mean, we went to factories. 
We went to old barns. I mean, I was like, sure, we'll have church in a barn. Who cares? You know what I mean? We literally went everywhere. All the way to the place that God took me, just like God the Father was taking Jesus, where in verse 39 he says, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. There's this place that is necessary for all of us to get where we go, okay, Lord, whatever you want. It's hard. It's, it's, not, it's not easy. And I'm really, really grateful for the elders that kept encouraging me and loving me and helping me to see what God really wanted. That's why, that's why having believers surrounding you that are full of the Holy Spirit is so important in your life. And I, and I got to that place where I just went, God, whatever you want. And when you get to that place, it gives you this thing called perspective, okay? And when you get God's perspective, it's like this. Sometimes we're waiting on God, yet sometimes God is waiting on us to have the correct perspective. See, I had my eyes fixed on something that God didn't have his eyes fixed on. And God wanted my perspective to change. Here is what's wild about the building that I'm about to sign for this week. I've driven past that building like six days a week for the last three and a half years of my life. There was a time that there was two, two other churches in the same block, okay? There was a church in the freshman building, and there was a church in that building, okay? And I remember every Sunday driving and seeing those buildings and seeing those places. And this is when we were in the small, small building, the really small building. I mean, it was just like, you think this is small. I mean, it was like small, you know? And, and I remember those Sundays and I was frustrated, and the Lord would go pray for those churches, pray for those people, bless those people. And the whole time, I didn't know, I'm passing right by what God wanted. I'll never forget, Bill prophesied in that building. He said, everything you need, the Lord spoke through Bill. He said, everything you need is in the, your backyard. Everything we need is right there. Probably should listen to the Lord and Bill a little bit more. Amen. Okay. <laughs> listen, perspective, the correct perspective gives me the ability to be grateful. And when, and, and when I have the correct perspective, I can be grateful in all circumstances. Does that make sense? Because when I'm living in God's will, even though it may be painful at times. It's okay. It's all right. I'm getting to where God wants me to be. Point number three is this, okay? 
the preceding word of the Lord, okay? The preceding word of the Lord. Verse 44. So he went and prayed a third time, saying the same thing again, okay? Um, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says, and he answered, Scripture said, bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which consistently goes forth from the mouth of God. The King James, we're busting out some King James in here this morning. Okay, The King James says this, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay? Jesus was persistent. Not one time, not two times, three times. He went back to the Father to find what? The preceding word of the Lord. Jesus wanted to know, what is my Father saying today? I need to know what the Lord is speaking over me today. I need to know what God is speaking over my family, my kids, my wife, my husband, our future. I need the preceding word of the Lord. I'm not going to live this life off of the bread that we have in our house. I'm going to live this life off of what God is speaking into my soul. I need the word of the Lord. Listen, I'm grateful for the Bible. Can I get an amen? I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. So thankful for the Holy Spirit. I am grateful for the preceding word of the Lord. Listen, God so wants to talk to you about anything. He wants to communicate. He wants to speak to you. He wants to give you his word about any situation that you're dealing with. I'm talking about anything, guys. God has a word for you. Now, listen, I know life can be like a roller coaster, and I, and I, and I get that, okay? And I've experienced it a lot just in the very short time of 2019. But the truth is this. If I have God's word pertaining to anything, okay, even though it may be hard, I always say this. I'm going to be okay. Okay? So I need you to do that for me for a second. Okay? I need you to look at your name and say, say we're going to be all right. Okay? You got to say it. You got to look at it. Say, say we're going to be all right. Okay? And then you look at it and then you go, we're going to be okay. Okay, listen, I swear to you, yesterday I was driving down the road and I was thinking about some stuff and some things that are happening in my life. And I'm in the car. And I'm like, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be okay. And I'm like driving and I look across and the lady next to me is like, like, you know, give me these eyes. And I'm like, I'm going to be all right. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't care. I'm like, we're going to be okay. Listen, that's what happens when you get the word of the Lord. Even though you may face trouble, you're like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be just fine because I have the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord says that he is for me. And as long as I have his word and I have his truth, no matter what happens in my life, we're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine. Because I have what God is speaking to me at this moment right now in my life that I need. And that's what Jesus needed. Jesus needed, I just need what my father's speaking to me. I know what I'm about to go into, and it's really hard, and it's really tough, and I'm about to give up my life. But as long as I got the word from my father, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay, and I can go through this. 
I can go through this. Listen, God, he strengthens us. He gives us strength so that we can walk through these moments and that people can look at us and go, I don't know how you walked through that moment, but you can go, no, I'll tell you how I walked through it. I walked through it through the power of the Lord. I walked through it through his grace because I had the word of the Lord inside of me. I knew what the Lord was speaking to me. Jim, right? You, you got the word of the Lord. Don't you let the enemy steal the word of the Lord. Amen? You don't let him take it. Right? See, here's the truth. The word of the Lord can come so powerfully and strong in service, but there's a time when you're at home and you are weak. There's a time when you're in the car and you are weak and the enemy comes and he wants to steal that word. He wants to take that word. And you have to go, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to let you steal this word. We're going to be just fine. We're going to be okay in this season. We're going to be fine. Even though life is hard, it's all right. Listen, I'll never forget, I had a pastor back in the day. He, he would always say this, it ain't nothing but a chicken wing on a string, okay? <laughs> Anybody ever heard that before? Ain't nothing but a chicken wing on a string. Okay, translation, okay? Translation is this. We're going to sit back and eat some chicken wings and watch God do what God's going to do. Amen? And there's times. There's just times you got to sit back and let God be God. Worship team, come on up. Number four is this, grateful for what Jesus did for us. Um, under your seat are little communion cups. If you can just grab your cup. And if somebody needs help, help them next to you. grateful for what Jesus did for us. I really believe that being grateful starts in this place first where you go, I am grateful for Jesus. And I'm grateful that he chose the cross, when the reality was he didn't have to. Here's Jesus, and he's just surrendering his, his will. for us. He knew what his body was going to go through. He knew what his soul was going to go through. He knew what it was going to feel like to take your sin guilt and shame and put it into him. He knew that he was going to go to hell and take back the keys to death, hell, and the grave. 
grateful starts when we're grateful for Jesus and his goodness. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.